millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the corruption detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Saturday Night Livestream. Joining me in the studio tonight for the very first time, political pundit, author, commentator, Brian Cates. Very pleased to welcome this brilliant mind from our America First movement. I think you guys are going to have a great time. Of course, in the first hour, we're going to be talking with Brian about a host of different subjects. Everything that's happening. The news never stops, obviously. And, (laughs) of course, in the second hour, we're going to be taking your calls as well. So please do me a favor, guys. Don't forget to like. And share this broadcast. Help us uh, get it out there on your favorite social media platform, whether it's Truth Social, Twitter, if you're still on Facebook, of course, Gab, Getter, anybody out there on Parlor still, share it for us. Do us a favor. If you want to check out Brian's work, if you're not familiar with him, then you can go to the description of the video. We've got links to his Substack, to his website, and of course, to his Truth Social page as well. All right, guys, do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this. So it turns out studies show that our mental health changes either positively or negatively based upon how many wrinkles we have. And the truth is, anti-aging companies are going to prey upon that. But many of those products don't work because they fail to target the root concerns that contribute to wrinkles. The true way to attack wrinkle concerns is by going underneath the surface of the skin in ways that promote youthfulness. And this is why I highly recommend Multicollagen. This amazing product helps restore our skin's youthfulness by getting to the root of the issue that causes those wrinkles. It works because it's a health supplement. It's not an anti-aging serum. And my skin 
skin looks better than it has in years, and it's all thanks to taking this. If you've been looking for a great way to improve your skin's health, you're going to love Ageless Multi-Collagen. And you can start taking advantage of those effects today by going to healthwithredpill.com. You can get it right now for 51% off for the next 24 hours. Once again, that's healthwithredpill.com. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. And please join me in welcoming our guest for this evening, Brian Cates. Brian, good evening, and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Zach. It's great to be here. All right. Uh, Well, before we begin, Brian, I just want to let you know that uh, you, in my opinion, you are quite literally one of the most brilliant minds in our uh, patriotic MAGA America First movement. You give brilliant analysis and you have for years. Uh, You're certainly a must go to for probably most of the people out there, in my opinion. And so I wanted to thank you for the the tireless effort you've put in to give us your commentary and uh, and your opinion on, on so many various subjects. Well, thank you, Zach. I appreciate those kind words. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I look forward to uh, There's a lot of things going on here. I think we're in for a very exciting time over the rest of this year. I absolutely agree with you. So with that said, I, I'd like to uh, learn a little bit more about you before we get into some of those subjects. How did you get into political commentary, uh, punditry, journalism? Well, Zach, um, how far back do you want to go? Uh, I got <laughs> saved in 1984. I came to Jesus, and I went up to a Bible college, in a small Bible college in uh, Bloomington, Minnesota, called Bethany College of Missions. And I was there for four years. And uh, one of those years was an internship year where I had, uh, in addition to the studying that, it, uh, that I was doing, the research I was doing on behalf of uh, a member of the staff there, uh, I also had a lot of free time to do my own research. And so I, that's where I started to get really interested in politics. It was about 1988, 89. And, um, I actually joined the Jack Kemp campaign for a while when he was running against George H.W. Bush, you know, to replace Ronald Reagan. And, uh, that's when I got interested in politics. I started following the political scene. And then when I, I, I left, I graduated from Bible College and I left Minnesota, I ended up in the Virgin Islands for seven years where I, I helped pastor a church. And it was those seven years in the Virgin Islands where I really intensely got involved in politics and researching and reading a lot and learning. And, of course, that was when Russ Limbaugh, both sons, saying I became a huge Russ fan. And I give Russ all the credit in the world uh, for, for um, you know, he wrote the books and he did the TV show for a while. I loved that TV show, which he kept doing it. And uh, I could not follow the radio show, uh, but there were people that would actually take the time to type out transcripts of most of the radio show. And that was back in the old AOL days, and I would actually seek out those transcripts and read the transcripts of Russia's show that day. So that had a lot to do with the formative years of my of my political journey, you could say, from my my, my last year of college all the way through the seven years I was in the Virgin Islands. And um, that's how, and I didn't really get my start until I um, I joined Twitter in 2012. I started following Andrew Breitbart. He was who had just launched uh, um, Breitbart.com, Peg Hollywood, you know. 
And uh, he was a very dynamic figure. I was a huge fan of him. Um, and then here, when he died on March 1st, I think it was, 2012, that's uh, when I decided to try to get off my ass and stop just being a spectator. And so I started my own blog, and I wrote my own blog for an, about a year or two. And then by 2013, I'd been noticed by Breitbart, by some people who were at Breitbart, they asked me to write some guest columns for them as an unpaid contributor. And so I did that for a while. And then I had a falling out with the way, the direction they were taking that, um, that site in. I didn't like what Steve Banner was doing with it, so I quit. And we're back in my blog, and then uh, the biggest, the next thing that happened then was Donald Trump ran for president uh, three years later. And I was anti-Trump at the time. I was hanging out with all the wrong people on Twitter. I was hanging out with Whitney uh, Wilson and Liz Mayer and Jeffrey Goldberg and all these, you know, all these um, anti-Trump idiots. I was hanging out with them, and um, I adopted their view of Trump. And so I was very... Uh, anti-Trump on my blog. And it wasn't until uh, Trump had won the election, much to my shot, and he had he had actually become president. He actually started making moves president. And I was I agreed with everything this guy was doing. He was doing exactly, you know, what I thought a good America first president would do. I realized that I had to go back and reassess this guy and actually research him. Because before, I had not researched Donald Trump. I had just I just followed the fake news media's version of Donald Trump. He was just a big, loudmouth blowhard. You know, if he actually won this thing, he'd be like the dog that caught the car. He wouldn't have the first idea what to do. And so it wasn't about June of 2017, I came out of the closet and said, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Trump fan now. And, of course, by that time, the whole Spygate thing was, uh, was underway at that time. And I was very fortunate to have uh, encountered a bunch of fellow people, fellow researchers and diggers on Twitter. We had our own research room. Tracy Baines, um, Harold Finch, uh, Jeff Carlson, um, Walker Fry, Red Pill, you know, all, all, all these guys were in there. And that's basically how I, I got my start. and went all the way from my, my last year of college to the time that Spygate erupted on the scene. And I just happened to be in the right place at the right time on Twitter. Uh, I had the time because I did a newspaper delivery at night to research part of the day, most of the day, actually, and write these long Twitter threads <laughs> that I guess impressed a lot of people. Yeah. And I, that's how I got the the, the uh, column job at the Epoch Times. So that's pretty much how, how I ended up where I am today. Well, you've had quite the illustrious career, and uh, I'm, I'm wondering – you had uh, that time where you were writing prior to your identity as Draw and Strike on Twitter. Were you Brian Cates, or were you writing under a pseudonym at that time? Well, I was writing as uh, Man of the Key for a number of years on the old Ann Coulter blog. Ann Coulter had a fan site, and I was uh, very active on that site from about 2000. I'd say 2002 all the way to about 2012 when I left it to go full-time into Twitter. I was, I, I was developing my writing style. I was developing my philosophy, you know. And I wasn't, of course, I, I wasn't perfect because, you know, I, I, I guess you could say 
at that time, I was a I was a National Review Republican. I was a, I was somebody that was I still believe these guys were fighting for us. You know, it wasn't until Trump came and exposed all these people. I woke up to the fact that a lot of these people were just playing us. You know, um, the NRO guys that they they were just like Bill Crystal and all these guys. All those years, they they were basically suckering us. And so I can't claim I'm some kind of genius because one of the first things I have to admit when I talk about my past is, yeah, I was anti-Trump back in 2015, 2016. And I was a huge NRO fan, and I thought it was great that all these guys, some, a lot of these guys followed me on Twitter, and they were talking to me in DMs, you know. And uh, But um, I, I grew out of that, thank God. I grew out of that by 2017. Well, you know, I, I think that's nothing to be ashamed of. I think it's a testament to the Trump agenda and the power of this man. You know, so many people were brainwashed and they were disillusioned by what they had been told over and over and over again. And the actions of President Trump, you know, his actual agenda, once it was put into play, that in and of itself convinced people that he truly wasn't mm-hmm. what we had been told. You know, I, I'll be the first to admit, you know, Donald Trump was the first. Uh, well, I guess he wasn't the first. I voted for Ron Paul, but, you know, he, he was running as a Republican, but truly a libertarian. But Donald Trump was the first Republican that, that I voted for. And the first time that I felt that I truly aligned with these particular set of values, I, I had grown up believing that the Republicans were the the party of stuffy old people and that the Democrats were supposed to be helping people. But the older I got, the more disillusioned I got with that perception. And I had to admit to myself when Donald Trump walked down that escalator that this is really where I'm at. This is what I believe in politically and philosophically. So everyone goes through that transformation, I think, and I love to hear about it. Well, you know, one of the biggest things that helped turn me around was that my brother introduced me to a man on Twitter called Thomas Wicker. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Wicker was, was the person that led me to go back and said, you know, I think you don't really understand Trump at all. You didn't, and he was right. I really didn't watch any of the rallies. I just watched the fake news brief out-of-context clips of the rallies. And I had this completely wrong view of what the, who the guy was and what he, what he was running on, you know. And it wasn't until after, about June June 2017, I met Thomas Wichter online. And he was showing me things about Trump. I realized he was right. So I, I had to swallow my pride, go back and look again. What had I missed? What had I not seen? And there was there was a lot that I hadn't seen. Uh, this, you go back to, like, people have been doing this for a while now. You go back to the interviews he was giving back in the 1980s and 90s. He's been very open about the fact that he's tired of watching America being taken advantage of. He's tired of watching all these uh, people who, who make their living um, setting up America to be shafted in, in trade with China and with all these other countries. And he's tired of watching NATO, the NATO countries take advantage of us, you know, and, and so, um, it's really humbling. <laughs> I'm, I'm this guy on Twitter. I, I've been telling people, you know, for a year and a half at that point that, uh, Donald Trump becoming president, you know, would be a huge disaster. And by June 2017, I have to say, okay, I was completely wrong about this guy. I was 100% wrong about him. And I can see that now. And so I'm on board. And, uh, and that, that was right around the time Jim, James Comey gets fired. Uh, you know, the Mueller special counsel begins. 
Uh, and then by the end of that year, you know, General Flynn has been charged with this completely bogus crime. And uh, the, the, the text messages come out between the FBI, Lobos, and all this stuff that's coming out, you know. And so I'm, I'm, I'm deep in the middle of all that by the end of 2017. So, Brian, as we've watched this saga play out, you know, here we are about a year and a half or so into the Biden administration. Are you surprised at the direction the uh, the, the saga has played? OK, this thing suddenly decided to stop working. Can, can okay. you say that again? Yes, uh, I said we're roughly a year and a half into the Biden administration, and we've uh, kind of been watching this whole thing play out. Are you surprised at all in the way that uh, we've arrived where we are? No, not at all. Uh, I knew from the beginning that they'd stolen this election and that uh, Joe Biden ran on uh, an agenda that nobody wanted. There was no enthusiasm for that agenda. The only way they were able to enact it, you know, the only way they were able to do a lot of the things they were doing is because they stole that election. And um, very few people are happy right now. Uh, the inflation is out of control. Uh, the, the baby formula shortage, which is insane. Uh, they're, taking, they're, they're taking $40 billion of our money and shipping it to Ukraine. And you know that, uh, you know, uh, Ukraine's defeat in this thing is inevitable. They're sending that money over there to be laundered, is what they're doing. They've lost Afghanistan. They don't have Afghanistan. It's a big money laundering um, um, cast cow anymore. That's why Ukraine is more crucial to them than ever, because it's the last big cash cow, the money laundering cash cow that they had left. And now they face losing that. And so they're doing all kinds of really desperate moves. And basically, I, I, I view this as uh, because these people are losing, and uh, this, is, this is their retirement money, basically. They're sending this $40 billion over there because they know the jig is almost up. And I know most of it's going to be stolen. Most of it's going to be kicked back and it's going to disappear. You know, we, uh, people should remember one of the big things that got Donald Trump impeached the first time was because he contacted uh, President Zelensky. Right Zelensky won the, unexpectedly won that election back in 2019. He contacted Zelensky to specifically ask where $10 billion of missing USA went to see if they would they would investigate that. And that's what got him in trouble. And some people in the deep state freaked out when he did that. And they may have even set him up, you know, for, for that. And that's, that's you know, because they, they spent 22 months waiting for Mueller to deliver what they were going to use to impeach him with. And, of course, Mueller came up with nothing. So they were forced to throw together that Ukraine crap uh, on the fly and used that perfect phone call as an excuse to impeach Donald Trump because he wanted to know where our missing money, our, million, our missing $10 billion in aid went. Okay, and now here we are, a year and a half into the, into the Biden regime, and the Biden family is the most corrupt political family in American history. People say, oh, it's the Obama, it's the Clintons. No, you, you need to research that. Nobody has played the corruption game, the bribery and graft game. 
to sell my access again, longer and more successfully than Joe Biden has. Nobody. Uh, he's been doing it since the 70s, all right? Compared to him, uh, the Bidens and the Obama, the Pikers and the Clintons, are pi- uh, excuse me, the Clintons and the Obama the, are Pikers compared to the Bidens, all right? The Biden, nobody's been at it longer than now. And so now we're at this point where they're taking $40 billion, and it's so transparent. Uh, they've tried to sell them the fake news media for two and a half months now. That, you know, Ukraine's holding its own. They're, they're winning, you know, but is getting its ass kicked. And they tried to sell this narrative for two and a half months. But if you have to follow the reports on the ground from multiple news sources, uh, are pretty, they you know, you understand that's not what's happening over there. And so now the some of they're going to send $40 billion and drop it in there. I have no illusions whatsoever what's going to happen to that $40 billion when it gets there. Yes, he's all going to disappear. Yeah, and, yeah. and so I think these people know that their time is almost up. Uh, I think we're in the middle of something that a lot of my friends call the Great Awakening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I hope to think of this like, a, like chemotherapy, like a very malignant cancer thing. It's, like, it's painful and it's not fun. But maybe something, maybe we had to go through something like the Biden presidency to wake up enough people to say, hey, you know, like General Flynn's been saying for a year and a half, we were in this situation because we weren't paying attention and we let these elites come in here and bribe their way into complete control of our governments. And they, they've taken everything over from the top down. And the only way we're going to fix this is from the grassroots upward. I absolutely agree with you. And I think that you're right. Uh, I've, I've said this many times. I, I think that the well, the selection of Joe Biden forced many more people in America to finally join, become part of our Great Awakening, and to realize how much we had abdicated over the last several decades. We sat back, we got complacent, we believed that people more powerful, more important, richer than us were going to solve these problems, even though they continually showed us over and over and over again that they had no desire to do so. So although we had a great four years under President Trump, it wasn't enough to fully wake up the rest of the country. People needed to understand how corrupt these people were and what would happen if we ever went back to that that uh, that tired old paradigm. And, and um, I say over 70% of what affects your life does not really come from Washington, D.C. I've been telling people this for a while now. Um, you know, it, um, even when Donald Trump was president, okay, and you live in a lot of these states and a lot of these counties and they lock you down. Huh? It wasn't Donald Trump from Washington, D.C. that locked you down. It, um, it wasn't Donald Trump that put those masks on your kids. It wasn't Donald Trump that made all those churches closed and made all those businesses closed. It wasn't Donald Trump that made all these uh, business owners have to have to make their customers so proof of vaccination to enter their businesses. Donald Trump did not do that. Even now that Joe Biden is president, it's not Joe Biden at, at the local level that's making people do this. So I've been, I've been telling people for a while now, who the mayor of your town is is a lot more important than who the president is. Who 
who the county commissioner is, who's on the county board is a lot more important than who's in Congress, who has control of Congress. Because uh, this is why, and General Flynn understands this. This is why he's been hammering this message home for a year and a half now. Local action, national impact, it starts at the local level. And there's a lot of money that's flowed from the top down. It, it, it starts in places like Davos and, and all these, just, uh, you know, I actually refer to them like, like an evil specter that's, that's real life, you know, like from the James Bond movie. Billionaires who want to socially engineer the whole world, and they have hundreds of billions of dollars that were willing to invest in these programs. And I, I discovered it works, it works its way down to the county level. That's why a lot of these school boards, uh, adopting the CRT and trans, trans crap. They're paid to do that. The money comes down from Washington, D.C. They're paid to do this. And, uh, and the count, I found it like in my county, San Francisco County, this is supposedly a red county. I said that somebody somewhere got to, the money came down. They're, they had a, a postcard art contest where it was, they were going to give an award to the top design, and the purpose of the postcard contest was, was to make up a postcard. They spread all over the county to convince um, children, 15 years and younger, to get vaccinated. Somebody paid for that. Somebody paid for that, okay? This has been toxic. I can't even imagine what, what's going on in all these deep blue states. But that money comes from somewhere. It trickles down to the local level, and all these local Corrupt people, they've been bought off, you know, and we weren't paying attention all these years to who, who was on our school board and what they were doing and where the money was coming from. And the fact they were essentially being bribed, you know, to, to do some of the wildest, craziest, most insane crap to our kids and, and in our county. And it, it took the pandemic to, to make a lot of this come out into the open. They were like, holy cow. I live in a county where the commissioners are insane. They, they, they will do what they're told. The CDC adopts insane policies. And I live in a county where the county commissioner will, will, you know, even though they know masks don't work, they're forcing my kids to wear masks in school, you know, all this stuff. And so I hope this is the one lesson that people take away from this. It's far more important who's running the county than who's running the Congress. Yes. All politics is local. And for many people all across this country, really intelligent, patriotic, conservative Americans, they were not focused on local politics. They were focused on things at the national level. And it's much easier for people to direct their ire and scorn at somebody like Nancy Pelosi. I didn't pay attention to local politics at all. I followed the, the national news. Yeah. I skipped the local stuff. Show me the good stuff. You know, what's going on in Washington right now? Yeah, I did that for years. Yeah, so, you know, from my own history, I ran for city council uh, when I was 21, uh, many years ago. And uh, I've always followed local politics. And so I've had a, a, an understanding of it, perhaps different than a lot of people out there. And obviously, politics and, and current events matters to me quite a bit based upon what I do. But you know, I feel like this was a vitally important lesson that had to be learned, and I just don't believe that it could have been learned if we would have segued directly into another Trump uh, administration. Another four years, things would have been great, but we would have had the same obstruction from his opponents. We would have had the same corrupt criminal uh, organization waiting in the wings for Trump to leave and then for things to just roll back to how they were previously. 
And I would add to that that one of the most important things that happened over the last two years was the complete and total exposure of every single medical federal agency yes. in our government. We were, they're not out for our health. They're not looking out for that. They are, they are completely captive to big pharma. It's been amazing to me to watch this. Um, this, this truth was, was driven home to me watching Dr. Simone Gold at the Project Veritas luncheon back in Miami in uh, late January. What they've done by trying to suppress the truth, um, about all the drugs that effectively uh, cured COVID, hydrochloroquine, ivermectin, you know, uh, the, the Zelenko protocol. They suppressed that. They fought it while they were pushing these drugs like remdesivir, which is a literal poison that will kill you, okay? And it was given home to me that for two years, real doctors like Simone Go, Dr. Zelenko, Dr. Malone, um, Dr. McCulloch, the people who want to help their patients, they want to practice real medicine, have been forced to develop their own networks and go outside the system to help people. They were forced to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's just, um, and, 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 uh, and now the pharmacy networks were set up so people could get ivermectin because so many places, you know, because the CDC and the NIH and the NIAID is saying ivermectin is bad at toilet paste. Don't take that. It'll kill you, you know. And, and they've had to set up, uh, networks so people can get these drugs. And, and, uh, it's like, it's like, you know, back in the old USSR days, they had a salmon that media that was outside the official uh, channels. And they, they forced us to develop that here in America because the, the medical community had been, com- com- the federal com- medical community been completely exposed. They were bought off. They are not about Americans' health. They are actually um, promoting evil. They're trying to the censorship. Um, to actually prolong the pandemic and make it last longer and kill more people. You know, I know people that could have been saved, people that could have been saved by Ivermectin. My friend Tracy B lost a very close friend because uh, they would not they would not let the family treat this guy with something that would have worked. And this happened all over the country. And it's a hell of a wake-up call, i got to tell you. Yeah, it, They it, force people to do this. They force people to wake up and go outside the official channels. And, and, and this is what had to happen. And I think it's part of the Great Awakening. That, that Dr. Fauci and, and Collins and all these people that, that are running these corrupt federal medical agencies, they've been completely exposed. People will never trust them again. And it yeah. had to happen. It's one of the most horrific tragedies I can possibly imagine, but we have to be able to look at it for the positive aspect of it, because I think that the corruption of the medical industry wasn't something that people were gunning for when we got into this situation. I mean, clearly people are looking at corruption in politics and big business and banking. But I didn't hear a lot of people really focused on the corruption of the uh, medical industrial complex. And as a result of what they did to us with the pandemic, with the scamdemic, 
people were forced to open their eyes and to realize that what our health officials were telling us was completely in opposition to what was truly good for us and for our longevity. In opposition to common sense, I mean, it's just amazing. They finally, they finally had a federal judge down there in Florida strike down that absurd mask mandate with uh, travel, domestic travel. Man, oh, and Biden, Biden, you know, is, is, he hasn't hear much about it anymore, but Biden's fighting to put those masks back on everybody. So he's going to try to reverse that. And it's just like nothing these people are doing makes any damn sense. And it, it reaches the reaches the point. It's absurd. And I think that's the point because that's the only. I mean, I tell people, you know, if you imagine if Trump had tried to just rationally explain this to everybody back in January 2020, hey guy, they're going to lock you down. They're going to force your businesses to close. They're going to kill people in the hospitals. They're going to deny that these medical these, these drugs that actually cure COVID and are prophylactic against COVID. They're going to deny these drugs work. They're going to try to force you to get vaccinated or lose your job. Uh, and if you tried to explain everything they were going to do over the next two years, I don't, you know, most people would not have believed them. No. And yeah. that's why, uh, you know, this, this, this phrase has become adopted by a lot of people. You know, you can't tell people you had to show them. You had to show them how deep and bad the corruption actually is. If these people were looking at you, looking right in the eye and say, that man is pregnant. And they won't have one ounce of shame. They won't have one ounce of uh, hesitation, you know. And they'll, they'll, they'll tell you the wildest, most insane crap. And so this, we had, the country had to wake up. People had to wake up. Ordinary people have to reach the point where they say, I am tired of this bullshit. And it's, it's time for the people to rise up and take action. And that means voting. And, and that means, that means, that means starting at the local level and changing it right where you're at right now, where you live. Yeah, it's it's incumbent upon every single one of us to take an active role in our political system and uh, to do more than just watch shows, uh, do more than just read the news. I mean, we have to actually become part of this system. Now, Brian, we have to take our break for the second portion of the show, but we'll be right back. And I want to switch gears and move on to Durham. We'll be right back. If you've never heard the term sluggish blood before, you're going to want to listen up. If you have low energy, older looking skin, a lack of stamina or brain fog, you might be one of the millions with sluggish blood. And here's what happens. When your body isn't transporting blood effectively, you'll experience all these symptoms and more. Because your body transports 2,000 gallons of blood through more than 60,000 miles of blood vessels every single day. You're going to love how you feel when your body does this effectively. But when it's having trouble, you may experience symptoms like brain fog, slower metabolism, and more. And that's why I'm a huge fan of taking this amazing powder. It helped me invigorate my own blood flow and reverse all those symptoms I mentioned. And the reason it works so well is because it's filled with eight supercharged food extracts. Shopping for these food extracts on their own is costly and time-consuming, but they're all inside just one scoop of this amazing powder. With just this simple addition to your diet, you'll help invigorate your blood flow that may result in a whirlwind of health benefits. After only a few days of adding it to my own routine, my energy, mental clarity, and skin all drastically improved. 
You won't realize how off you've been feeling until you try it for yourself. If you want to help improve your own health, youthfulness, and energy levels, then you're going to love this amazing new powder. And you can get it today for up to 51% off in the next 24 hours by going to Reds with Red or by visiting the link below. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, Brian, I have a thank you that I need to give for a Rumble rant over on Rumble. Uh, Sandy Colorado says, great job, gentlemen. You are so appreciated, both of you. Thank you very much, Sandy. And uh, before we switch gears to Durham, CJ Blodgett in the uh, chat said that when A.G. Garland weaponizes the FBI against the grassroots parents trying to protect their kids, this is out of hand. Well, I would like to know how you feel about that, Brian, because I personally believe this is just another example uh, displaying for the American people how deeply we can no longer trust our own federal government, how everything needs to be rooted out and we need to start over. Garland went out in front of Congress and lied about this, uh, that these parents weren't tagged as terror or things like that. We find out that's not true. Uh, and of course, we're aware what happened with January sixth that there was there were and, uh, informants. It's you know the whole Whitmore kidnapping plot fell apart because it turned out over half the people that were involved in that were the FBI agents or FBI informants setting up the other five or four or five guys that were involved in that. And our whole case got thrown out. Okay, so yeah, p- people are right not to trust these institutions. So this is this is a theme I've been hitting for a while. Um, the, the, yeah, all these institutions need to be cleaned out. If, I'm not even sure if we can save the FBI. We may have to have, to have the whole thing taken down, start something new, because uh, it's reached the point where you know if you have p- parents that are standing up with their kids, they're suddenly getting involved in the school board meetings and they're finding out about what all these or what all these corruptocrats have been bribed to to allow in the schools and they're voicing their their strong opposition to it. You call these people terrorists. I mean, it's it's obvious that the whole that, that this system is corrupt. These parents are doing what parents are supposed to do. They're looking out for their kids. And so the fact that we have we have an institution the Department of Justice at this point that will look at parents who strongly object to their kids being sexualized and groomed at young ages and all this, we're finding out all this crap that's been going on in these schools. Uh, and, and the and parents are, are trying to change this. And, and the people who've been funding this and allowing it and encouraging it, uh, their response to that is to call these parents terrorists, okay? That tells you how bad the corruption is. And we can't sit back idly and say, yeah, somebody needs to do something. Yeah, somebody should do something about that. Somebody ought to address that. I mean, yeah, well, uh, we're done. I mean, I say American parents out there, they should be done waiting for somebody else to do something about it. It has to be us. I mean, we've gotten to that point. And and this is one of the the, the main themes that I, I see in, in our work. You know, and your uh, website is uh, the rise of uh, the new media, not the news media, but the rise of the new media. Uh, and that's exactly what you're doing. And that's what I see a lot of people out here in America doing as well. Um, I, I want to uh, I want to ask you about Durham. Speaking of those institutions that we can no longer trust, what is your overall opinion of the Durham investigation, and how do you feel about its progression thus far? Okay, 
So a quick aside, yeah, so we have so many institutions have found us, including the fake news media. We literally had to create a new media because the old media had completely betrayed the American people. And so that's one reason why I, I'm out there digging into the Durham uh, investigation, Spygate, since 2017, because not only was the fake media not covering this adequately or Accurately, okay. They they were not covering Spygate. They were they they embarked on uh, what amounts to like almost almost seven years now of of frantically gaslighting the entire country uh, with a fake narrative, which I call Russiagate. They spent more than all, all of Trump's time. And uh, and the years since that's that's almost six going in seven years now since we started running for president all the way to the present day they've been furiously gaslighting us that Trump is the Russian agent that the only reason Trump won in twenty sixteen is because the Russians stole the election from from him you know and we had the Mueller special counsel and then and all these things that happened and uh, and so I've been I had I the citizen had to step up and stand in the gap because the people who should have been covering this and informing people about the truth of it not only were not doing their job they had become a public threat they were they were actively lying to people and gaslighting them with a false narrative so that's why I have been. Uh, right now, my, my, my thing is covering Durham because um, the, the mainstream media doesn't want to cover it. Uh, they don't want to talk about where Durham's going, what the filings are clearly showing. And uh, you need to, if you want to understand where Durham's headed, you need to read my sub that. He just spent six months, okay? It's like the best way to explain it. Oh, he's charged Michael Sussman, this former Clinton campaign lawyer, was he's charged him with one single count of making a false statement to a federal official, a false statement to the FBI's general counsel. Okay. But when he indicted Sussman, and Sussman pleaded not guilty, and they've had, they've had six months of silence at this point, since September of last year, in that six months of firings, uh, Durham has, has used those firings to lay out a, a massive conspiracy that spans multiple organizations. And that conspiracy is very clear. The Hillary Clinton campaign paid the lawyers at Perkins Coie to run uh, a dirty tricks operation for them, targeting Trump with fake Russian collusion smears. And then Perkins Coie turned around and hired two different firms to to hand to create two specific hoaxes. They contracted with Fusion GPS to create the Steel Gossier hoax, and then they contracted with a Rodney Joff of Newstar and the Georgia Tech researchers to come up with what what has become known as the Alpha Bank hoax. So two specific hoaxes. And Dumb spent six months showing how they set this up. And that's why he's indicted only two specific people so far. Uh, and he's concentrated on Sussman because he laid out not only the fact that um, Pokemon Cooley created the Steel Doctor, which was a hoax. I mean, nobody really believes in the Steel Doctor anymore. But he also, but they also used 
Rodney Jock and the GT, the Georgia Tech researchers, to create the Alpha Bank hoax. And that's where a major part of the scandal lies. Because it was only in the last month, about two months, the last two months, Durham revealed, you know, Hillary Clinton was paying her own private spy network comprised of federal contractors who were abusing and exploiting their access to federal databases and servers to steal information in order to concoct a fake Trump-Russia hoax with it. So just because these guys have federal contracts that allows them into the FBI servers or the NSA servers or, or even the executive office of the president servers at the White House, just because they have security clearances and they have that type of access, they don't have a right to steal information or go mining those databases, looking for dirt. Um, mining them for uh, the electronic communications of people like uh, General Flynn, Paul Manafort, uh, Carter Page, you know, they had a Trump associates list. And so these private spies who, who were working on the side for Hillary Clinton, while they're inside these federal databases, they're, they're taking this information, they're stealing it, and they're using it to make the alpha bank hooks. So this is what Durham's revealed over the last six months. Now, some people don't think he's going to charge anybody for it, and he's going to expose the conspiracy, but he's going to let them all walk away. That's not what I think he's going to do. I think he's, he's setting itself, he's setting it up so that when he drops the big indictments, either after Sussman changes his plea to guilty or after Sussman's convicted, when he drops the big indictments, people, it's not going to be the massive shock that otherwise would be like, oh, my God, Hillary, you mean to tell me Hillary Clinton was paying federal contractors to spy on the White House and on and, and, um, Paul Manafort and Cody Page and General Flynn for her? Wow. I mean, it's not going to be a huge shock. Zoom's already laid it out. And the new media is already, we've already got it out there. The exactly. old media ignored it. You know, hey, if you get your news from NBC News, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a bit of a shock if you read the New York Times or the Washington Post. Yeah, when this happens, you know, it's just going to come completely out of left field. You're not going to have any, any hint that it's coming. But people who follow the new media, they already know this is coming. I absolutely agree with you. I think Durham is kind of tenderizing the meat with the information that he's brought forward so far. And once Michael Sussman is forced to change his plea to guilty because the evidence against him will be so great, and we have a long list of people who are being forced to testify by Durham uh, and the state, uh, and others probably who have uh, decided to testify willingly so that they don't end up in prison— uh, the information right. will be very clear, and uh, it'll make a lot of sense when others get indicted. Some of the people who are going to be, if this trial happens, you know, I mean, I, I predicted Stuckman's going to change his plea before the trial really gets going on Monday. We'll see if I'm right about that. But uh, there are people that are, are only going to be there to testify because they're stupid to be there. They're not, they're not, they're not showing up on their own. I want to be there, you know. Mark Elias does not want to be there. <laughs> uh, Robbie Mook does not want to be there, okay. Like I said in my last column, um, that, that, that you should all go to my Substack and read. Please subscribe if you don't <laughs> yet. Um, 
Michael Elias does not want to be put on that stand and put under oath and ask specific questions about activities he was engaged in in creating that alpha bank hoax. He does not want to be asked about the billing records that he created. He does not want to be asked about assertions of attorney-client privilege that he made to try to shield documents uh, from uh, federal subpoenas from Durham's grand jury. He does uh, absolutely not. I'm going to put a picture of it. like saying, dear God, please don't let me be, because I have to testify at this trial under oath. I mean, because, okay, look, no matter how smart you think you are and how sharp, uh, sharp a grasp you think you have of what Durham knows, okay, so always saying the prosecutor is going to know that you don't anticipate. And so when you get on a stand and you're under oath and you're being asked questions, they're going to try to lead you into talking about some things. And you could end up having to babble about something that you never even thought that guy even knew about. He asked you a question that will completely catch you by surprise. And so... uh Elias does not want to be in that position. Moot does not want to be in that person, position. The other people from Hillary for America and from the DNC who got trials appearance, they do not want to be in that position because that opens them up to false statement charges. If they, I mean, if Durham catches them lying on the stand, I mean, if he had evidence, he gets, they get up there and they say something that's not true, he can demonstrate it's not true. Uh, that opens up a whole new can of worms that um, people are going to have to deal with. Well, as as an example, I think that several people already have perjured themselves. Robbie Mook and others very recently provided affidavits stating that Fusion GPS had been hired to provide oh, legal advice. So dumb. So dumb. So dumb. <laughs> it's obvious. Okay, it's obvious. Fusion GPS was hired to run a dirty trick smear campaign. Mm-hmm. But Robbie Mook and, and uh, who else? Don Podesta, they made styling declarations. Now, you listen to me, Judge. We hired Fusion just so they could give legal advice to us, the lawyers, about any potential <laughs> litigation that would arise. I mean, that's so absurd. So but absurd. this is the position they're forced in. People have this idea, you know, that, that uh, these swamp creatures are in a position of strength and they're just around and they're starting up working. I tell you what, if you have to dig into this, you can see these people are forced into a very weak, losing position over and over and over again. So let me ask you this, because I, I actually this is from uh, a friend of ours, Beer at the Parade. Saw him drop this in the group chat the other day. What is your opinion uh, regarding the recent decision by the judge that the jury can be told about those uh, recently uh, handed over emails between Fusion GPS and others on the Clinton campaign, but they can't actually read them? Do you think that's going to have a significant impact on their impact on the jury? Okay. Durham doesn't need no email. The reason he he filed a, a a motion to compel the production of documents via camera review at this time was because there are fourteen hundred outstanding documents that Susan is holding back. They're claiming, hey, hey, this is attorney client privilege. We don't have to comply with this subpoena because mm-hmm. this is attorney client work product. Okay, and so what? 
when Doom was doing it, he'd already got Sussman cold, okay? It's not like, oh, my God, I can't make my case against Sussman unless I get these 38 emails into the into the trial evidence. No, that's not what happened here, okay? What Doom's doing is he's showing the court, hey, judge, these are, okay, yeah, back up a little bit. All right. Durham filed this motion to compel the production of documents via camera review on April 6th, okay? The only thing that happened at that time was about, I think it was April 8th, Trustman's time. We object to that, and they filed their objection to that motion, okay? But then nothing happened until, until April 19th. Let me tell you what happened on April 19th. The Sussman defense team learned that the Durham Special Counsel's Office had delivered trial subpoenas to people in the Hillary for America campaign and at the DMC, and they were gonna, and Durham was going to bring these people into the courtroom, put them on the stand, put them on the, uh, put them under oath, and ask them specific questions about assertions of attorney client privilege that they had made. When news of that broke, a literal freaking stampede occurred. You had you had a Living for America, uh, Perkins Coie, Fusion GPS, Rodney Joff, and the DNC all rushed to the courtroom that very day, that same day, to file motions to interview saying, Judge, you can't do this. You cannot grant Durham the review of these documents that he's asking for. Okay. So whatever, whatever, um, the way he did was, what Durham did by doing this, by filing this motion to compel, it wasn't really about these 38 documents that he just, he so vitally needs them for this case, so he can't, he can't get a conviction against Sussman. That's not what it is. He's showing the, the court, the judge, these people were lying to you. They were claiming that, well, yeah, okay, look, uh, we got two subpoenas from a federal grand jury that said we had to hand these documents over. But, but judge, judge, we can't hand these documents over. They're covered by attorney client privilege. So we're just going to have to defy a federal subpoena. Sorry, judge, can't be helped. And so Durham said, uh, judge, I don't think you can trust these guys. I think you need to look at these documents yourself and mm-hmm. see if they're sitting there or not. And so that's what Judge uh, Cooper did. He sat down. There were 38 emails uh, in question here. They limited it to 38 emails. The judge found uh, 22 of them had no legal, no legal counsel was being uh, given. There were, some, some of them, no lawyer was even involved in the discussion. So Judge Cooper ruled, yeah, okay, basically these people bullshitted me on 22 of the, the 38 emails. They, they made bogus associates of attorney client privilege. So I'm going to give these documents to the Durham Special Counsel. They can't use them in this case, but they can use them in other cases they're building. And by doing this, Durham has established the precedent because you know, he watched those other 1,400 documents that he's mm-hmm. still holding on to. And when he dropped some indictments of these other people that are involved in this, this, uh, this massive RICO conspiracy, when he dropped indictments against Elias and Glenn Simpson and Peter Fritch and Rodney Joff, you know, he's going to be filing motions to compel. And he's going to remind the court, 
when he filed his motion to compel. Now, you remember back in the Sussman case, I filed a motion to compel, and they swore to you. They all rushed to your courtroom to swear to you that these documents could be held back because of attorney-client privilege. But you looked at them yourself, and you saw that in, in 22 of 38 instances, more than 70%, that that was not true. And you gave me those documents. And so he established that precedent. And, yeah, that's, that's going to help him in the Sussman case because he can't use them in the Sussman case. He waited too long. If they could put the judge rule, he waited too long to file for this. But uh, it helped him in the other cases that he's going to be filing. And you just know that when he dropped indictments of Rodney Joff and the Mark Elias and these other people, um, they're going to try to hold documents back. They're going to do the same trick. They're going to do the same stupid trick. They're going to go to the court and say, yeah, we just cannot hand this over because of attorney-client privilege. And Durham's already established the precedent. I absolutely agree with you. I, I didn't think that these uh, particular emails were necessary to convict Michael Sussman. Uh, if anything, I saw them as an icing on the cake, but certainly they would be helpful in in when used for future indictments, because there are a vast number of these people who were part of this criminal conspiracy, and they're certainly going to be brought in. Yeah, this, this thing, it's, it's banned. Um, Hillary for America, we know that Jake Sullivan was intimately involved in this. Uh, Hillary Clinton, of course, is involved in it. And I, I've been saying for some time, um, so what Durham's going to do is it's going to go after all the private firm contractors first. That means he's going to go after uh, the Perkins Curie lawyers and the people that were involved in that. He's going to go after the Fusion GPS people that were involved in it. He's going to go after uh, the, the New Star people, Rodney Joff and the Georgia Tech Research, the people on, on the ground, the foot soldiers at the, at the ground level who were hired to come up with these fake Trump collusion hoaxes, they go first, okay? And then the second level of the conspiracy, then he'll go after the Clinton campaign. And he, he uh, and some people want, now some people, uh, I, I have good, dear friends, I argue with about this all the time. They want to do him to start at the top. They want to do him, you know, let's just get James Comey already, get Peter Strzok already, you know, but they don't, they don't understand you got to start at the bottom, and you get people to flip. you got to get people on the bottom to flip. When people on the next level, you work your way up. So I, my take is he's starting with the private fund contractors at the ground floor, and then he's going to go, he's going to move up to the second level, the Clinton campaign. And once he gets done indicting all the people in the Clinton campaign that were involved in this, like Robbie Mook and uh, Jake Sullivan and Hillary Clinton, um, then he'll move up to the FBI DOJ level. I think you're absolutely right. You know, people on the bottom, they've been taking orders from people higher or higher up. And and when it comes down to it, they're not going to be willing to, you know, take an L for Hillary Clinton or, or for the, the people that weren't even paying them that much to break the law. I mean, they're going to choose to, to uh, support themselves and their family. They'll go ahead and turn state's evidence and they'll give all the information that we need to indict those oh, people higher up. People would ask me, hey, Brian, you think we'll see Hillary Clinton get indicted? I tell you what, until about six months ago, no, no, actually, I can't say that. Until about three months ago, I would have said, uh, I don't think so. I don't think you'll see Hillary Clinton get indicted. Okay, I never in a million years would have believed she'd be dumb enough uh, 
They'll leave a paper trail right to her door. Okay. When I, when we all found out that she had hired private federal contractors who were literally spying on a sitting project. They started when he was just a candidate, but they didn't stop. They didn't stop after he won the election. They kept going when he was president elect. And then even when he was in the White House, um, because if you'll remember, and the updated Alpha Bank hoax uh, that Michael Sussman tried to give to the CIA in February 2017, they had updated uh, executive office of the president data in there about Russian phones that uh, Trump and his associates were supposedly yep. using in and around the White House. Okay. They didn't stop even after Trump was sworn in. They was, they went into the executive office of the president. And I tell you what, that, uh, there is very little that's going to be on the federal servers inside the executive office of the president that is not classified. Yeah. And you're not just talking about, um, you know, the president's computer. You're talking about the executive office of the president comprises the president's uh, electronic communications, it's the vice president, it's the National Security Council, it's the National Security Advisor, it's the White House Chief of Staff, it's, it's the White House Communications Director. I mean, it's the whole ball of wax. And, and so up until about three months ago, I mean, it would never occur to me that Hillary Clinton would be so damn arrogant. That, that she would she would involve her lawyers directly in a plot in a in a um, in a conspiracy a plan to spy on a on, on a candidate and then a president like and then a sitting president using federal contractors who were literally stealing classified information off the federal databases and the paper trail leads right to her door okay and once Durham broke through. You know, because there was a crime fraud exception to attorney-client privilege. And obviously, it, uh, she probably thought using her lawyers would, would provide enough of a shield that this would never come out. But once Durham broke through that, and the whole world can see it, I said, holy, she has to be indicted. She has to be. Because this this is a major national security breach of, the, of, 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 a, of a kind that has never been seen before. In American history, you have a private city. The FBI can spy on Cody Payne. They can do that because, yeah, okay, sure, it's based on a hoax, but they filled out an official warrant. They had an official a judge. We had an official warrant. They went to a FISA court. A judge looked at that warrant and said, looks good to me, and he stamped it, okay? Technically, everything they did there was legal, and the FBI is a law enforcement agency, so they can do that. Okay, Hillary Clinton is a private citizen. She's not a law enforcement agency. She went to no court. She got no warrant. She just said, uh, "Here's some money. Uh, I want to hire you guys to abuse and exploit your access to federal databases to steal." Classified information for me, so we can concoct fake Trump Russia hoaxes with it. Okay, and this is what Durham has shown, especially in the last three months when he started rolling this out. I was absolutely blown away, and I've done my best to try to explain to people, you know, how massive this is. 
because and I, because uh, until a few months ago, I I was telling people I don't think she'll be indicted. Now that I've seen what Durham has in those firings, I'm saying she has to be indicted. She has to be. It's a it's a staggering level of hubris that Hillary Clinton and her co-conspirators have shown being so brazen about it. And uh, like you said, that paper trail leading back to her. Now, for myself, uh, it makes perfect sense that she would involve her legal team in this because it allows her to claim uh, attorney-client privilege anytime something is going to be questioned or, or if they want to take a look at this. So uh, the fact that Durham has brought it all out and, and is exposing it at the level that he is, uh, it gives me a lot of hope about where we're going. And uh, I've always been convinced that Hillary Clinton needed to be indicted if our country was going to attain a, a true level of healing uh, and, uh, you know, and move on to, from this, this scandal that we've been subject to for so long, so many years. This can't ever happen again. Mm-mm. I mean, like, we, me and Tracy Deans and these other Spygate researchers and other people in the conservative media have been saying for, like, going on five years now, this is a thousand times worse than Watergate. Because Watergate was a failed attempt to spy on or to put bugs on a farm. And the bugs never worked. And they never successfully spied on anybody. Um, this is a thousand times worse because you had corrupt people using the actual intelligence agencies, the actual law enforcement agencies, and federal contractors, these are the federal databases, okay? It, it, this was successful spying. And two different branches of successful spying. You have the FBI spying, which was technically legal, even though it was based on the steel dossier, which was bullshit, okay? And then you have Hillary Clinton over there paying private federal contractors to spy on the side for her, okay? And uh, we have never had a massive national security boots like this. And so that's why this is a thousand times worse than Watergate. Absolutely. It can't ever happen again. No, this this is quite, in my opinion, you know, this is the precipice for America. I mean, we have reached that point. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision point where it's obvious that we've gone overboard Uh, our government our institutions are completely corrupt and the only way that we can survive as a nation is to do a hard reboot we need to start over with something much closer aligned to where our forefathers intended us to be now brian we're going to be opening the phones here in just a moment but i have two questions from rumble rants i want to get first before we open that up and i also want to ask the audience politely to please refrain from self-promotion and ensure that when you call in, you have a question for Brian that is applicable to, um, you know, what we're talking about tonight. So uh, let me begin by saying thank you once again to Sandy Colorado. She says, Brian, which big names do you think will go to jail? Well, I think uh, Mark Elias going to jail. Uh, Michael Sussman, of course, when people say big names, they're, of course, they're talking about people like Hillary Clinton, Obama, James Comey, Peter Strzok, uh, Glenn Simpson, Peter Fritch, Dick Sullivan. Dick Sullivan is the current uh, national security advisor from Joe Biden. I, yes, I expect to see Jake Sullivan indicted. I expect, I expect him to be him convicted because uh, we know from Brennan's handwritten notes, <laughs> That the whole story behind uh, where those notes came from. Hmm? I will go into it here. But uh, the notes revealed that it was, it was Hillary Clinton's top foreign policy advisor, was the architect of the plan hmm? to um, distract the public from Hillary's very real email server scandal by concocting fake Trump Russia scandals to distract the public. And so Jake Sullivan was the guy that came up with that plan and brought it to her and she approved it. And so he's right in the middle of this. And uh, so you'll see people like uh, forgotten names, like Stefan Harper um, is going to play a role in this. I believe he's going to be convicted. (laughs) Bless you. Um, 
Because when they say big names, they mean like Barack Obama, they mean Hillary Clinton. Uh, I'm yes. not so sure if they, they can know Obama with us, but I'm pretty sure they're going to approve the people like uh, Sally Gates and James Carlin. Um, some people may not be familiar with some of these names, uh, but they are big names. These, these are highly placed people in the Department of Justice uh, that I, I believe will end up being indicted and convicted. Okay. All right. And next, C.J. Blodgett. Thank you very much, C.J. She says, Tech Executive One Rodney Jaffe did the spying utilizing the Georgia Tech University. He had hopes to join Hillary's White House uh, executive security staff later. At what point is Durham going to turn his sights on Jaffe? I don't believe it'll it'll be much longer. I mean, uh, Depending, I mean, we're waiting to see what Michael Stutzman does. I've been saying for a while now, Durham has him cold. He's got a text message that Stutzman sent to James Baker. It gives the game away right there. Mm-hmm. Now, the night before their meeting at the, at the FBI headquarters on September 19, 2016, uh, Stutzman comes out and says, said to Baker, hey, I'm, I want to come and meet, meet with you about something uh, very important matter. I'm not coming for any client or company. I just, just want to help the Bureau. Okay, so um, I don't expect this stuff. If it happens, if Duckman doesn't change his plea, if he goes to trial, I don't think this will take on him long. You know, it may be over in less than a week. Yeah. But after that happens, I don't see him holding off much longer. Um, the fact about what Jock did, what he was involved in, uh, is already out there. Jones already laid the groundwork for this and the, the firings, how they were taking. Um, what was what was in many cases classified data out of the executive office of the president, and they were using it to make hoaxes with the <laughs> Alpha Bank hoax. Um, and so, yeah, Jeff, Jeff, uh, I, I expect him to be one of the one of the new one of the big indictments that come before the end of the summer. I, I absolutely agree with you. I think that Joffe is going to be very, very soon. All right. So uh, let me just run through a couple of quick thank yous over on uh, Foxhole. Thank you, Sean Joe, Casey, Sean Joe and Doug Simey. Also, editor at large uh, who says, Debbie Roush, you are spot on. Red Pill 78 brings us the best guests and does superlative interviews. Thank you very much. Dale Bursier, thank you. J2 Dank, thank you. C. Blanche says thanks to you both. Crystal Jane, thank you. Popcorn17 says, I loved following Brian and his brother on Twitter before so many got banned along with Trump. Much respect. Well, don't forget, you go to the description of this video. You can follow Brian wherever he is. And then also his brother Dwayne has his own Telegram channel. You can follow him there. Uh, thank you to Ranger Billy and Patriot Bird, who says, thank you for another great guest. Uh, Lurking247, thank you for that. Editor-at-large says, there is no profit in the thank cure. You, uh, many have known this for decades. Thank you to Dixie, J2 Dank, Sean Joe, Cheeto Kathy says, hello, Red Pill 78 and family, especially the furry members. And then Bruce Banner says, that Florida glow looks good on you, Zach. I'm definitely jealous. Great guest and great show as always. And with that, Bruce is actually going to be our first caller. So let me bring him in. All right. Now, just so everyone's aware here, uh, Brian is uh, using a, t- a speech-to-text app on his phone. So when the question is asked, it goes through that, and then he'll uh, uh, decipher it from his phone, and then he'll give you the answer. So if there's any part that doesn't come through clearly because we're using uh, the Zoom call, then just let us know. 
<laughs> but it appears to be working rather well. All right, Bruce, are you there? I am, man. Okay, and actually, is it possible for you to turn down your gain on your own microphone? Because uh, Brian's microphone was rather low, and I had to turn it up quite a bit. How's that? No, it's still too loud. Okay, so I'm going to have to... How's that? Oh, no, it's still pretty loud. What I'm going to have to do... Just a second here. I can't hear myself talk now. Or I can't hear you, pardon me. Uh, How's that? It's still pretty loud. What I'm going to do is I'm going to have to adjust the audio on the fly for the for the caller and then for uh, for the guest. So go ahead and uh, ask your question of of Brian. And now I don't hear you at all if you're there. Okay, I I turn my mic back on. (laughs) Can you hear me now? Yes, go ahead. Okay, hey Brian, nice to meet you. Um, I love your writing, man. Um, Quick question: Did did you have to uh, go to school to learn how to write, or is that just a natural gift? Well, I did take a journalism class briefly in the in the Virgin Islands um, for one semester. I think this was back in the 1990s. Besides that, I had no formal training in journalism or writing. Um, just basic English classes. I guess you could say, like, when I mentioned that I, from 2002 to about 2012, I hung out on the Ann Coulter and message board. I think that's pretty much where I developed my writing style. Uh, I would used to do long posts on there. Um, and so that kind of, kind of carried that over to Twitter when I got onto Twitter back around 20, 2012. So I, I haven't had any form, real, real formal journalism training. Um, I think I misspoke there. Let me go back. I took a English writing class. It wasn't a journalism class. They didn't have a journalism class in uh, St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands when I was there. I took an English writing class. And uh, I have no formal journalism training whatsoever. So it was just uh, just me on my own, uh, writing on my own, developing my own style. Good for you. Good for you. I, I love to hear that. I think it's great when somebody has a natural talent. And I mean, it really shines. I, I, I'm good at talking, not so good at writing. And I, I really struggle when I'm writing. I'm really slow at it. You know, I, I keep deleting and editing and deleting and editing. But anyway, that, that wasn't the main purpose of my call. I just want to give you a compliment. I, I, I enjoy your style. It's not, uh, some writers are great writers, but they, they're almost intimidating. And you've never been that way. It's just a good way to get the point across. So uh, two questions. Um, I know you're not a lawyer, but I'm in this Michael Sussman issue here. So Michael Sussman's charged with lying to the FBI and essentially his, his lie, alleged lie is that he was not representing any client uh, regarding the information that he was bringing to the FBI. So along, it was Perkins Coie that challenged the 1400 emails. Was it not? Was it Perkins Coie for, for privilege? There that they had privilege? Was that Perkins Coie? Is that the right law firm? Yes. Okay. So so the judge gave John Durham roughly half of those emails saying privilege didn't apply. And then the other half, roughly, he said privilege did or may apply. Uh, I was thinking, does that not almost seem like the judge has essentially declared Sussman guilty right there? Because the only way privilege can exist is if Sussman did in fact lie. 
Well, let me um, let me say that uh, it was there were 30, 38 emails that issued. Okay, don't have limited his uh, his motion to compel documents to thirty eight specific emails out of the fourteen hundred that Perkins Coie is still holding back and claiming privilege for. Him. When the judge reviewed those 38 emails, he found 22 of them did not have any privilege. And so he gave them the Durham. He said 16, uh, as far as he can determine, do have privilege. So he allowed Perkins Coie to keep those. Uh, he allowed Fusion to keep those away from Durham. Okay, so does that, What I guess what I'm saying, though, is does that not imply automatically that Michael Sussman, in fact, was representing somebody and therefore he did lie? Okay. Um, so what, what's the issue here is Stutzman was representing clients. He was paid, was being paid to do what he was doing. He billed the Hillary Clinton campaign for what he did. For going yes. Off yes. This, this work product to the FBI. Okay. He, 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 the problem is he lied to Baker about this. He said, I'm not representing any clients. He was representing clients. Yes. No, I'm. I'm aware of that. Bruce, 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 Bruce. If you, because there is such a dis- difference between your audio and Brian's audio, I need you to completely allow him to finish his thought okay. before yep. you interject. Yep. Because every time you break in, it's blowing everybody's speakers out. So, oh, um, okay. yeah, because Sorry. it's okay. It's okay. It's just because Brian's microphone wasn't working, and he, so he doesn't have the ability to turn it up any louder than it is. So I have to control it here. So I, I'm just assuming he's got, you got a lot of callers. I didn't want him to answer a long question that, that he was going in the wrong direction with. So I apologize. Okay. I'll just be quiet. Okay. No worries. No worries. All right. I appreciate your call, buddy, and thank you very much for the support. We'll talk. Hey, make sure you guys are you you guys I, are still on D Live because I'm not on D Live anymore, so I haven't nope. uh, checked. It oh out yeah. Recently. yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't finished. Actually, I had one more okay. question for him. Okay, go ahead. Um, so, so uh, sorry, Brian. Uh, I just so if let, let's say the judge essentially he's saying there is privilege. So if the judge says that privilege does exist, then Michael Sussman clearly we know he's lying. I mean, we all know he's lying, but he still has to have the trial. But I found it very interesting that it's just getting worse and worse for him. Now, the other thing that's kind of funny, if you think about it. Let's say, let's say that Michael Sussman is found not guilty of lying. In other words, he was telling the truth that he was not representing anybody when he went to the FBI. Wouldn't that essentially mean that Perkins Coy just lied when they made their, uh, their plea to the court saying that there was privilege? I mean, it's kind of weird, but it, it just seems to me like they're arguing, they're ar- arguing both sides of the, of, the, of the coin, and it's just it's a convoluted oh, mess. But, I mean, yeah. I think, personally, uh, Sussman should have just given up the ghost when Durham produced that text message. I mean, he should have said, okay, fire in the continent. You know, because in the text message, he comes right out and it's just, it's, he says this in his own words, his own, his own writing. Uh, Jim, I'm not coming for any clients or, or, or company. I want to help the bill. I'm coming on my own, okay? If this was, if he was behaving rationally, if this whole thing was being done rationally, he would have said, fine, you caught me, I lied to the guy, okay? I lied to the guy in the text message, I lied to him in the meeting the next day, he got me, I'm going to change my plea to guilty. That was like, what, a month and a half ago, they had that text message come out. Yet, we, we, he still looked like he wants to go to trial, he still hasn't changed his plea yet. 
So those those are there's a lot of this that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like you said, it just gets worse and worse for him the longer it goes on. I don't see any way if this goes to trial that he escapes getting convicted. And you know, he would get it he he would come off a lot better if he did a deal because you know what happens if in a federal trial you you roll the dice and you go to a jury trial and you get convicted instead of taking a plea deal then you get a harsher sentence that way i'm i'm just guessing that he's kind of like uh, uh like in the godfather movies you know the godfather would say i'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse i don't think must uh michael sussman has any say in what he's doing. I think he's just basically following orders for fear of his own life and probably his family. It's just a guess, but, uh, you know, because it, it would appear to me like what you said, he'd be better off to plead guilty. So anyways, I re- really appreciate the comments. Love your work, Brian. Thanks for having me on, Zach. It's been awesome. Thank you, Bruce. Appreciate your call, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Have a good night. Yep, you too. All right. So, uh, and just for everyone at home, please, you guys, when you call in, make just go ahead and uh, a- ask your question, and we'll allow Brian to answer. And make sure you pause before you interject again, because I have to manually adjust the volume in between the two parties speaking. So, when you get on the phone, if you have the ability to turn the gain down on your microphone, please make sure you do that. Uh, we've got our next caller, and let's go ahead and bring him in. Caller, Hello, go ahead and mute your Thanks stream. Hey, hi, how are you? Good. Appreciate it. Who are we speaking with? This is KC from Detroit. Oh, KC, welcome back to the show. Uh, all right, and just so I don't yeah. know if you if you heard this, but we've got some uh, volume adjustment issues. So if you could go ahead and ask Brian your question, and then I'm going to ask you to allow him to answer. Absolutely. Uh, I think Brian has nailed it with the 2016 election interference. Uh, it can be boiled down in two words. Uh, defensive briefings. Uh, they allowed them for Hillary's campaign, but not for Trump's. They've given the campaign having a session with Senator, uh, a couple of federal prosecutors and Giuliani, and uh, 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 Chris Christie, all right, they had clearance for the actual uh, dissemination of a def- defensive briefing. So 2016 can be wrapped up pretty much in Spygate in Dan Bongino's book by two words, defensive briefing. Uh, 2020, uh, basically, it was two words, adjudication rates. All right. They had an, uh, another election in Georgia for the, the two senators, and they still had high adjudication rates. How can a population that's voting four weeks later have high adjudication rates when you've only got four people on the ballot? They were extremely high because of all the mail-in ballots for 2020. All right. That is the big tip, the big key in the, the shenanigans going on, the high adjudication rates. It's not who's, uh, uh, who's voting, but who's counting the votes and having them switch. That, that is going to be the key to unraveling it. That in the movie 2000 Mules. 
All right, Casey, I'm going to go ahead and uh, disconnect you. I think what we're going to do, guys, is you ask the question, and then I'll disconnect you so we don't have the issues with the volume. But thank you very much for your call, Casey, and I'm going to give Brian a chance to uh, go ahead and respond to that. Uh, This is embarrassing because I didn't understand any of that. I didn't know what the question was. He had a a fairly bad connection. Um, Basically, he said that you were right on, and uh, and then he uh, had a couple other comments about the importance of 2,000 mules and um, some other aspects of this. But I apologize. I, I didn't quite get it either. I was hoping that it was going to be coming through easier on your uh, text-to-speech app. So, Casey, if you have the ability and you can drop it into the chat, I'll be happy to uh, go over that again with Brian. But I'm just going to reiterate, pl- people, uh, when I bring you onto the call, just go ahead and ask your question, and then I'll disconnect you so we don't have to worry about changing the volume back and forth. Uh, let's see. Uh, next caller. Basically, you said that you caller, were right caller, on. Caller, make sure you mute your stream. Caller, make sure you mute your stream. And, uh, yep. okay, um, so go ahead and ask Brian your question, and then I'm going to disconnect your end so that we don't have the issues with the volume. I'm with you, Zach. Thank you very much for taking my call. Uh, this is Sterling Cannabis, Brian. And the question that I have for you is you have been dealing with executive branch people associated one way or another in it, trying to get in it. How far do you think that this will reach into the legislative branch? Okay. Did did you get that, Brian? Okay. Uh, we know that Adam Schiff and uh, Eric Swalwell and uh, about 70 other people uh, were targets of a federal grand jury subpoena for their electronic communications from Apple and other uh, communications providers. I believe we discovered this in uh, May or June of uh, 2021. We found this out when um the federal gag order from a judge uh, and and the subpoena the subpoena had to be renewed every year at the time limit on the federal grand jury subpoena and so when, when each year that the the federal grand jury issued a, a, a new year's worth of uh, of uh, requests for these records a federal district court judge would issue a gag what's called a gag order to Apple and the Android people, you know, uh, uh, Google, all these the people handing the emails, the phone calls, the text messages, and where they they were not allowed to tip off any of the people who were having the electronic communications surveilled by the U.S. Attorney, whoever it was, and this federal grand jury that he was leading. So I was saying back in 2017 when I first started writing for the Epoch Times, uh, there was self-investigation going on. They're not going to announce any of this. They're not going to tell you, uh, yeah, we just started um, investigating Adam Schiff for all the leaking he's been doing. They'll come out and announce this. Hey, Adam Schiff, we're putting you on notice, you know. We we just, hey, buddy, we just impaneled a federal grand jury. Ha, ha, ha. And, and we have a federal judge that's going to allow us to, to access all your phone records and your emails and your text messages. They're not going to come out and tell you this, okay? 
So I, I, I knew that was happening behind the scenes that we, I did not get any confirmation of it until I think it was May of 2017, excuse me, May of 2021, when uh, at, they did, they decided not to remove the subpoena and the gag order that accompanied it for the fourth year in a row. They decided that three years was enough. Okay, three years of spying on these guys basically was enough. And so the moment Apple was able to alert Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell, at least 70 other people, that, you know, hey, the feds have been spying on you, you know, the, the federal grand jury found all up in the text messages and your emails. Okay. And, and so, um, what. What's been going on with that? Okay, yes, there are members of Congress. I said this from the beginning. There are members of Congress that are involved in this. Adam Schiff and all these other guys were running around selling the rest of Gate Hoax. They knew it was bullshit. They knew there was nothing to it. One of the biggest uh, depth of gratitude we owe uh, is going to be to Rick Grinnell when all this is over, because when he was in, he, when he was director of national intelligence, he was the guy that spied everything they could do to try to keep it a secret. He successfully got the transcript declassified that showed that Schiff and all these other people have been going on the fake news for up almost uh, four years at that point, talking up all the evidence they supposedly saying uh, of Trump Russia collusion. You know, Schiff did that repeatedly. Okay, Rick Grinnell got the the transcript declassified and put out there that, and everybody could see it now. When these people testified. On the road, two investigators, they changed the story. They said, I, I haven't seen shit. They changed the story. Okay, so that tends to happen, you know, when you put people under oath on, on the stand, whether there are consequences. And so I, I, I expect that before all this is over, yes, you're going to see members of Congress get indicted for leaking classified information. I think that's probably uh, Adam Schiff is on people's wish list of uh, possible indictments from the legislative branch, because if I had a nickel for every time he went on the fake news media and said, I have seen incontrovertible proof that Donald Trump is controlled by Vladimir Putin directly and Russia in a larger sense, you know, I would be very, very wealthy. Mountains, mountains of evidence. (laughs) Yes, yes. That's hilarious. Okay. And uh, next caller, we're bringing in Chops ITMC, and uh, we'll go ahead and get Chops's question, and then we will disconnect and move on uh, to allow Brian to answer. Chops, because we have such an issue with the audio, we're going to have you ask your question, and then I'll disconnect, and Brian will answer. Okay. Um, my is my question is directed at the uh, new media. Um, what do you recommend that people try or uh, or at least uh, look to to get people out of uh, the uh, fear state and into new media where uh, whether it's an alternate platform or uh, or reading something else besides just mainstream mush? All right. Thank you, Chops. I appreciate the question. OK, but one of the things that I do is, okay, you can't, I, I don't completely ignore uh, the, the mainstream corporate media because yeah. what I do is I always look at the same story off of seven or eight different sites 
Okay, there's actually some value to this. You go and look how the Wall Street Journal covers something, how the New York Times covers the same story, the Washington Post, the Daily Mail. Okay, one of the best things you can do is find uh, foreign news services, like like the the, the UK have some has, well, will cover some things that they, we often find things that are completely blacklisted. In the in the U.S. news media, you can find it covered by the uh, the British news media, uh, the German, the French. There are sites you can go to; they will translate it for you. Italian, uh, even Russia today. Okay, even the Russians will will cover things. You can find out things that our own media here are trying to blacklist. Well, when it comes to uh, new alternative media here in the states, Uncovered DC, the Epoch Times. Um, even Bright Bright News, uh, I can't go to Fox News anymore. While there were some good shows on Fox News, uh, Fox News is definitely under the control of the, of the enemy right now. Um, so I would, I, I would encourage you to, uh, to explore out there. Yeah, um, the Epoch Times uncovered DC, Bright Bright, um, the Daily Caller sometimes had good stuff on there. Uh, you learn o- over time, which 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 outlets uh, will will cover things honestly? Uh, just don't limit yourself to one outlet. You know, so, you know, like some people said, that one pundit or that one outlet—that's my outlet. That's my guy, and that—that's the only one they look at. I have uh, ten or twelve outlets that I go to. Uh, I don't limit myself to just one. You know, see, the problem a lot of people have is they want an authority figure. They want an authority figure to just tell them what to believe. You know, I'm looking for that one website where I just visit it every day and, you know, tell me everything, you know. And you actually have to do some digging. You actually have to, have to get it from multiple sources. And it takes a little more time to do that instead of just going to that one site that you trust implicitly. You know? I don't think you should trust anybody implicitly, not even me. You should go to multiple sites and get it from multiple sources. Yeah. Wise words. Absolutely agree with you. All right. Uh, Colin is our next caller. Let's go ahead and bring him in. And let me adjust this audio before he gets in here. And all right. Colin, are you there, buddy? Colin, can you hear us? Uh, you know, we're not, I don't have, I don't hear any audio from you, Colin. Yeah, we, uh, we don't have any audio. Hmm. Yeah, his audio doesn't seem to be working, Brian. Yeah, we've got nothing. I, I can't hear you and I, I, nothing's coming through. Not, not that he's low, it's that we don't hear anything. Yeah, it's, it's that there's nothing coming out. Okay. Um, well, let's, uh, Colin, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you back into the waiting room, and we'll try this again in just a second, okay? And there we go. All right, so yes, uh, let's bring in the next caller. All right, caller, caller, you're on the air. Make sure you mute your stream, and go ahead and ask your question, and then we'll disconnect, and Brian will answer. Brian. Yeah. Caller, can you hear me? I need you to yes, mute. I can hear you. Okay, great. Mute your stream, please. Yeah, okay, it's muted. Uh, I can still hear it. I'm going to put you back in the waiting room. Just a sec. Yeah. Uh, how's that? 
Okay. Um, well, I haven't been speaking, so hopefully it won't work. Okay. Um, what can we get your name, please? My name is Stan Weeks. Okay, Stan, and uh, go ahead and ask Oklahoma. Excellent. Thank you for joining us tonight. Go ahead and ask Brian your question, and then I'll be disconnecting you, and he'll answer. Uh, My question is, is this uh, the shot heard around the world in the Q-Post? Okay. Uh, Is this going to be involved in that? What what exactly are you referring to uh, when you... uh, uh, The The first arrest. The first arrest. Okay. All right. Uh, Thank you very much for your question, Stan. I'm going to go ahead and disconnect and uh, listen for your answer. All right. And Brian, let me adjust the volume. Well, I read that Q post. You know, I was never a huge Q fan um, until recently I started digging into that. Was probably asking something to that. And there are some really interesting things I see in the Q post. the one about the shot who learned the world about the first arrest, it's going to have to be somebody that, you know, uh, the media won't be able to downplay it, won't be able to spin it. it it's going to have to be, like, biblical. It's going to have to be, like, earth-shattering. There'll have to be somebody, like, uh, now a lot of people speculate who it is. Okay, now I'm going to be honest here. I am a recent... Uh, researcher in the queue, all right? Like I said, I spent years staying away from that because mm-hmm. I did not want to be associated with it. I did not want people saying, oh, he's using Q as a story center. Right. Now, I took a lot of flack for that. So I've only recently started looking into it. And it from what I understand, it would have to be somebody that is so big that uh, it, it, would, it would force uh, a lot of people to wake up and fo- focus on this. Well, it would be somebody like Hillary Clinton or somebody like Bill Gates, somebody who would cause attention internationally. Uh, so that, that's the best I can do. Like I said, I'm not a Q expert. I'm not one of these guys that spent years decoding Q or, or I don't, I don't think I even know a quarter of the, of the Q drops at this point. So I just have to, have to be somebody really big that it, it would focus a lot of attention on this. Well, it, it, for me, if it is in regards to uh, an arrest, you know, I mean, it all began basically with uh, posts about Hillary Clinton. So I, I think that Hillary Clinton would be uh, certainly something that would fit into that categorization of uh, a shot heard around the world. All right. Thank you very much for your question, Stan. Let's bring in our next caller. And, uh, caller, make sure you mute your stream. Caller? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. XO, uh, yeah, what's up, man? How you doing? All right. That's DJ. Yeah, DJ, yeah. So, DJ, uh, I'm, yeah, sure you, yeah. I'm sure you've heard. Make sure that you uh, ask your question, and then we've got to disconnect you so that Brian can answer. Go ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, my question was this. Um, well, it's not. It's not more of a question. It's more of an assumption. But um, I saw Dan Scavino posted something that uh, UFO, some sort of UFO hearing is going to happen next week, mm-hmm. and that's pretty big. So I think that's a big distraction that they're going to throw in the face of the people. And if that distraction is that big. I'm wondering what's going to happen because there's a lot being said that something big is supposed to happen this coming week. So I, I would think that what what do you think that would be, Brian? And by the way, thank you for your work because you do excellent work. 
And thank you, Zach. And I'm, as I always say, we love you. We know you love us. God bless you all. God bless you as well, DJ. Thanks for the question. Yeah, Brian, uh, yeah, what a world that we live in where Congress doing a hearing on UFOs is something that we automatically assume means nothing other than a cover-up. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, they did the COVID thing for a while. They kept everybody wrapped up in COVID, and then, then Putin invaded Ukraine. And all of a sudden, the current thing became the Ukraine thing, the COVID thing, and with, with old, old, the old thing now. And then, uh, you know, like, like, like I wrote a, um, I wrote a column called, what a difference a week makes. You know, they, the first two weeks they spent saying, oh, there are no biolabs in Ukraine. Stop saying that shit. You know, there are no Nazis in Ukraine. Putin's making all that up, you know. And then a week later, oh, yeah, okay, well, it turns out there are some biolabs. Yeah, okay, there's a couple, yeah, okay. But, but, you know, they started, you know, and there are some Nazis, but they're the good Nazis, you know. And so here, here we are. It's like two and a half months later. And now they need a new distraction. So yeah, I think a lot of people think that they're, they're going to roll up this UFO stuff and they're going to try to distract people with it. You know, um, but I think that uh, the great awakening is about people. Wake, they're waking up to the fact that they can't trust these institutions. These institutions are completely compromised. They just watched the same Congress that's going to roll out this UFO stuff next week. They just watched that Congress send $40 billion to a failed, corrupt state in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. That this guy that's getting his ass kicked by the Russians. And I don't expect that the Zelensky regime to last much longer. And so they need a new distraction. The old distractions aren't working anymore. So they come up with something new. Hey, UFOs, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, my friend Jordan Sather thinks, thinks, you know, they've always done this. Uh, you know, um, most of what people think of UFOs are actually undeclared, um, Military projects. Uh, I, I remember back in the eighties, you know, before they we had the first Gulf War, where they finally decided to publicly roll out and admit the fact that the stealth bomber existed. You know, people would say, talk about these huge bat, black bat shaped uh, UFOs that they were seeing out there, and they saw pictures and stuff. And I remember seeing it on the National Enquirer, a huge bat shaped UFO. And uh, and it wasn't until the first Gulf War they finally came out and admitted, well, yeah, okay, that's a secret project. It's our B-1 stuff bombing. And uh, that's what I think a lot of this stuff is. You see a lot of strange stuff out there, and they're just not admitting that there are, there are different projects. Thomas Woodley used to talk about this on uh, his Twitter uh, before he got banned. He talked about, oh, it's a weird thing people were saying back when we were fighting, when, when ISIS was being eradicated. He would see things that would move faster than the human. I mean, the, the things were moving. I don't know, I forget what map it was, Matt 24 or whatever. I mean, this stuff was really moving. And um, it's obviously military tech that stuff that they've not publicly declared yet. Mm-hmm. That's what I think a lot of this is. And so now they're probably rolling, going to roll some of this out and try to convince people that it's, it's from a foreign, another planet or whatever. And they're going to try to create some big distraction with it. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Michael Sussman pleads guilty, and then the next day Adam Schiff announces that our alien overlords have arrived. And uh, there you go. There's your distraction. All right, we're going to be trying Colin one more time. Let me bring him in. First, I need to lower the volume, and then we'll bring Colin in one more time. We'll see if that works. Okay, and thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. I appreciate it. 
Colin, it says that your microphone is connected. Give us a test. Testing, testing. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Uh, So because we have such a major difference in the volumes, go ahead and uh, ask your question, then we'll disconnect you. Okay, no problem. Yeah, I I, uh, turned it way down. I thought you might be able to adjust it. Um, I got a few things. First of all, one, Zach, uh, when you read the unanimous declaration parts of it the other day, I was so proud. I was like, woohoo, I really celebrated. I've been involved in a lot of cases lately, not only with the military, but also uh, with other with other ones concerning the fake COVID and the shot. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so what I wanted to say is to to Brian here. Um, oh, I know what the one thing I wanted to say. It's unalienable, not unalienable. Unalien cannot be aligned uh, rights. Okay, just wanted. It really makes a big difference. Yeah, and we are endowed. God did not give us rights. We are endowed upon conception. And what that means is that we were conceived in God's mind before we were conceived in our mother's womb. So we were endowed when God conceived of us before we were even conceived in our mother's womb. All right. So that's just homework. All right. Okay. So far as my brother Brian here, uh, thank you very much. I wanted to make a proposal or a suggestion to you. I've been on this since, oh gosh, Waco, basically, and even slightly before Waco. Um, God has given me what I believe is a solution, so I'll put it to you in the form of a question. Article 6 of the Constitution requires all of them to swear an oath or affirmation to support the Constitution. It is impossible to support something if you don't know it, understand it, and believe in it. However, we are without any positive law to enforce that. What my suggestion is, and as you said, by state and by county, that the people institute in their local legislatures what's called continued competency training, which would require anyone making application to the office and anyone holding an office like truck drivers every six months to be required to show that they're competent to hold the office that they have volunteered to serve under. In this way, no more of this uh, corruption would be able to survive in this environment, much like cancer cannot survive in a non-acidic environment. So I'm asking you as a writer to propose this, that there is no job out there that one can keep if one is not competent to serve it. None of them that I have met are competent to serve. One quick note, I've been in two cases recently in federal cases, and I was actually appointed as attorney in fact The court did not allow me to speak because I was not a member of the Bar Association. First time this has ever happened. What that means, and I got it on the record, I said, so that means, sir, you are admitting that this is a private administrative court and not a one of the people. So once they know the law, they're required to know the law, I believe this stuff will go away. And if we are without a judicial system, we have no prosecution. If we are without prosecution, we are without laws and blessings. God bless you, Colin. Thank you, sir. All right, Brian. uh, Yeah. So uh, thoughts on that? Well, I don't really know where to go with that. That wasn't a, a really a question. That was like a statement of the situation we're in. Yeah, I would agree with with some of that, that we're in a situation where we have a bunch of corruptocrats who are running a system where they're doing, they're out there, they're out there doing their own thing. They don't really care what the people want. They don't really care 
about, you know, what's going on in, in, uh, in people's lives. That's why we end up in a situation been, for the last two years with a lot of counties, um, where the county commissioners and the, the mayors and the justice of the peace, they all went along with this insane, um, pandemic, pandemic. They went along with it and, uh, uh, they they locked everybody down. They did things that were just basically crazy. And uh, one one positive thing to come with this, and uh, and uh, um, I think this is what Colin was getting at. That it's woken a lot of people up, and they're not happy with this present system. They're not happy with these present institutions, and they're demanding that these institutions change. If they refuse to change, then we're going to replace them. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the thrust of Collins' movement, is the idea of continued competency training. Because if you are a skilled person in in any field, you have to prove that you have knowledge and understanding of that which you're doing. Uh, And Collins' theory is that the only thing that you don't have to do that is when you're a government official. If, If you're taking that oath of office, you never have to prove that you have an understanding of the Constitution or that oath which you uh, you you give. So. Uh, we're going to bring in uh, one final caller, looks like we've got on the line. So call, caller, 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 please make sure you mute that stream. And we're going to have you an- ask your question, and then I'll disconnect and have Brian answer. Can we get your name first? Yeah, the social observer, Zach. How you doing, bro? Hey, what's going on, man? Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. Hey, Brian. Love you on Telegram, man. You're a great follow. Hey, I, my, uh, my question is this. Um, you know, the last, not the last caller, he was talking about the Constitution. I'm, I'm convinced that the, you know, this Constitution has to be simplified, brought down to natural law, which is basically common law based on the Bible, which is, has already been bastardized, but that's another version. That's another story, actually, I meant to say. But um, what, I'm, what I really want to get down to the matter is we have all this evidence, you know, 2,000 mules, everything like and, and it's just like we're just throwing darts at a at a at a wall and nothing's sticking unless we have a dartboard so what i'm wondering is if um the judiciary is the problem because i think we got about 75 percent of the judiciary pretty much compromised even even the trump you know appointees i mean up and down i mean you got soros infiltrating all this I think it's the Vatican Jesuits, but that's another thing altogether. Um, if we can get somehow you get um, whistleblowers to come out, how do we protect them? How do we? Because I think that's the you know that's the cute that last caller was talking about the you know the the real thing, not the rest. It's the whistleblowers. We got to get the whistleblowers to really make a change in this world and. You know, it, it all comes down. They don't feel protected. They got the the judges are not going to protect them. Lawyers are going to go after them. So what do we do? That's my question. Thank you. Love you guys. Thank you, Social Observer. Appreciate it. So, yeah, Brian, you know, he's right. There really is a, a need for whistleblowers, a need for good men to stand up and do something because people have just kind of allowed this stuff to happen. You know, uh, where do we go? What's going to happen first is that 2,000 mules, uh, this hasn't happened yet. Two of the votes getting ready to do this, but they haven't done it yet. 
So they're going to drop all the evidence that they accumulated. They're going to drop it in the public sphere. They're going to drop uh, where all the stash houses were located. They're going to drop which NGO, non-governmental organization, were running these stash houses. Um, they're going to drop all the geofencing or geotracing data that they have. They're going to drop it all, okay? That's where uh, you and me come in, okay? The people are going to have to take this and run with it. Now, everybody's sitting back saying, well, we, we're going to sit back and wait and see what the local district attorneys do. We're going to sit back and wait and see what the local courts are going to do, okay? They're, they're missing the point. 2,000 mules wasn't about putting this out there and then sitting back and waiting for these for these same authorities that haven't done anything to this point to suddenly get up off their asses and do something with it. Okay. It's going to take the people getting getting involved and getting out there and making these district attorneys enforce the law. When they see enough citizens, outraged citizens. Now, if I was a citizen and I lived in Wisconsin and I, I, I voted for Trump, I lived in Georgia in the Atlanta area and I voted for Trump and I see 2,000 mules, I'd be incredibly pissed off right now. I discovered that all this went on and, and as they showed you in the film 2,000 mules, the NRSC knew all about this. The GOP knew all about this and they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything to stop it. They didn't do anything to expose it. Okay, We need citizens to get upset we need them to get active and take this information and go to these district attorneys and go to these local sheriffs and go to these local courts and demand that these people do their jobs and enforce the law. And until enough angry citizens show up outside their offices demanding these people do their jobs, nothing is going to happen. I absolutely agree so with you. It's up to you and me. It's up to us to make this happen. 2,000 mules is going to give us the evidence, but we have to do something with it. You're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, the other day I was uh, suggesting on my program that people uh, engage in letter writing and uh, actually visiting the offices of these elected officials. And uh, someone had mentioned, you know, that we don't have any power and that it's not going to do anything. And, you know, my point is that if you have that uh, that attitude and you just stay home and you do nothing, I guarantee you, you won't have any power and you won't be able to affect any change. How many people have that attitude? They're sitting yeah. back, you know. I'm waiting to see when these sheriffs are going to do something. Okay, I'm waiting to see when the state attorney general is going to do something. And that is exactly the wrong. That's how we ended up in this situation. It's time to stop sitting there and they're asking, waiting to see what these institutions, the people running these institutions are going to do. They've already shown you that they're not going to do anything unless Enough people show up and get loud and get in their face. And that, that may be what we have to do. It has to reach the point where I'm a, I'm a district attorney, right? Or, I, or I'm the sheriff in this county. And 2,000 mules 
uh, comes out and two of the vote releases this evidence. And here's how many drop boxes are in my county. Here's how many stash houses were in my county. Here's how many mules, you know, stuffed all these, all these fake ballots in these drop boxes in my county. I have all this evidence and I'm not doing anything with it. Okay. It, it may reach the point where it, it will take a couple hundred people outside my office demanding I get up off, off my ass and enforce the law. For for the for the for the change to come, that might be what it takes. If it is, then yeah, it's up to you and me. It's up to ordinary citizens to make this happen. One email, one call from one individual is easy to ignore, but hundreds of thousands of emails, hundreds of thousands of constituents visiting their elected officials is much more difficult to ignore. And in the millions, it's impossible to ignore. I mean, we have to make people aware of the fact that we're not going to take it anymore. We've had enough. We've tried that. It's time for our elected officials to take action. Um, now, uh, Brian, I needed to go through a couple of uh, quick thank yous here at the end, and then I want to get your final thoughts. Uh, over on Rumble, Social Observer, my goodness, that uh, $100 Rumble rant, that is the single largest one I've ever gotten. Thanks for your hard work, Zach. I really appreciate that. Also over on uh, Buy Me a Coffee, Janet says, Zach, I love your podcasts. I can't live without them in this crazy world. I live in Pennsylvania, and in recent days, there are ads with footage of Kathy Burnett recommending erecting a statue of Obama and in the time of George Floyd talking about systemic white racism. Please check this out for us. I heard her speak last year, very impressive, and was considering voting for her. But with this video surfacing, she won't survive the general. I learned from a black friend of mine years ago who shared with me that blacks are just as racist as any other race. Think about it. We are all socialized a certain way, and we must learn to control what may be natural racism. When I see footage of blacks railing against little old me for no reason other than the color of my skin, I call that racist. Thanks for listening. Keep up the good work. You rock. And obviously she's right. People are uh, prejudiced by, uh, you know, their their situations in life and, you know, how they're how they're uh, taught by their elders. What is your particular um, uh, opinion on the Kathy Barnett, Dr. Oz situation, Brian? Well, I believe Trump has enough faith in people. The MAGA movement, he knows we're going to dig into the people. We're not just going to blindly follow him, you know, he, Nominate Dr. Oz, and Dr. Oz that turns out to have a lot of really troubling and strange stuff in his background. And then we have a real genuine-looking American first candidate, Kathy Barnett. Um, you know, General Flynn has endorsed Kathy Barnett, and uh, a, lot, a lot of people have endorsed Kathy Barnett. They haven't, they haven't joined Trump on this. And so uh, I think the whole thing about being digital soldiers was that we think for ourselves, we research for ourselves. We don't just finally, we don't, want, we don't just blindly follow one leader, okay? We're, we're our own, we have our own mind. We're going we're gonna to make up our own mind. We're going to dig in and do our research. I think that's the part of being a digital soldier. Yeah. And so um, it could be maybe Trump wanted um, everybody to dig into eyes and find out all this stuff about him. And maybe go with Barnett. Or it could be, you know, basically what he said. He genuinely doesn't think Barnett has the machine behind her to beat the Democrats in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And it's just a number again, you know. It's all, you need a certain number of Senate seats and under the control of the GOP to get control of the Senate, which is going to be fairly important next year. 
moving into 2023, where a lot of people expect things to happen, uh, the shoe to be on the other foot. We're going to totally reverse January 6th. We're going to investigate all these Democrats that sold all this crap on us for the last year and a half. Okay, but it's, it's vitally important we get control of the Senate for that to happen. And so it could be Trump was just playing the numbers game and that he thinks the safer bet is Mehmet Oz instead of Kathy Barnett. So, but he, he knows that people in his movement are going to make up their own mind. They're just not going to blindly follow him. I, I think that's it. I think it's a, a formula of who is more likely to win. And therefore, you know, based on the numbers, the name recognition, the celebrity, Mehmet Oz has a certain amount of crossover appeal, both to people on the right who are going to just take Trump at his endorsement and then people on the left who are going to say, OK, you know, maybe he's endorsed by Trump, but, you know, he's a celebrity and I know who he is because of Oprah. That, that Democrat machine in Pennsylvania is still very strong. Yeah, and yeah. They have, I mean, we know with the amount of fraud they pulled off in that state in 2020, and that machine hasn't gone anywhere, especially oh. in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me run through these final thank yous over on Foxhole. Thank you to uh, not that John, Mister Spock says great guest Zach. God is with us. Seventeen says thank you Zach for having Brian on. This show is great. Insight Gino also says, good show, bro. Uh, Puddin Hollow, thank you. Skeeter Burke says, Proverbs 2411, oh, hold them back who are stumbling toward destruction. Sumter 53 says, great interview, RP. Mishanon says, thank you so much for saying that, Zach. I'm tired of the other content providers hijacking your show. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, D Patriot says, much love, RP. Smont Poker says, uh, thank you, Zach. Tick Talks says, can we get some links to Brian again, please? I just got here. Mods, if you wouldn't mind sharing Brian's links. Also, Tick, if you're still out there, the links are in the description of the show uh, to all of his uh, social media platforms. Uh, Woke and Walked says, Brian, Zach, any thoughts on the recent accusations regarding Clinton funding Ukraine biolabs? Yes, Brian, recently the Russians just put out some brand new information about the funding and the, um, I guess, the genesis of these biolabs. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, Ukraine biolabs. Um so is a, I mean, starting in 2014, there's a lot of, Hunter Biden is involved in there, a company called Metabiota. And uh, uh, all of the top Democrats, you know, uh, Obama was there uh, back when he was the senator. He went, went there with Richard Lugar and he was helping him set up one of the bio facilities, bio rap facilities. But uh, this stuff with with the with the, the really bad stuff that they were doing doesn't seem to have started until 2014. That was when uh, we toppled the the uh, Yanukovych uh, administration. That was I think had been um, democratically elected. We went in there on top of that regime with a color revolution, and we we installed uh the pet the Poroshenko government. That was in 2014. Of course, that's what started the whole civil war thing going on back in 2014 because the Eastern Donbass region rebelled against that. They wanted to go back with the Russian Federation, did not want to and then there was the um the Poroshenko government was immediately from the start it was riddled with uh with ultra nationalist fanatics. You know, basically we call them, you know, Nazis. 
um, national socialist. These guys are, uh, they think of a, a nationalist who just loves his country. They think of an ultra far, far, far left nationalist. These people are not right. They're leftists. Yep. Okay. They're leftist Nazis. And they, the, the Poroshenko government was full of these people. And, uh, the Eastern Donbass region did not want anything to do with that poor second government. That's why the civil war broke out in 2014. It was still going on when Donald Trump won the election in November 2016. That's why you had uh, John McCain and Lindsey Graham and Amy Klobuchar, you know, a panic move, a rush to Ukraine. They encouraged Poroshenko and the ultra-nationalists to you know, get in there and get that civil war finished up before Trump was able to do any damage. And so a lot of crap that the, yeah, the Clintons are involved in this, the Obamas, especially the Bidens, the Bidens are right, right in the middle of it. And like I, I've discussed, uh, when they lost Afghanistan, and that, that happened like this just a year ago, they lost Afgan- Afghanistan. That was a huge money laundering cash cow for these people and for the military industrial complex. And that made Ukraine more important to them than ever. Okay, and now Putin has invaded Ukraine. He's exposed a lot of what they were doing there. And that's why we have this $40 billion. They're, they're basically like setting up their retirement funds in case this all this whole thing goes south on them, which it looks like it's going to do. Then all that money is going to disappear. They're going to steal it and going to kick it back. So, yeah, the Clintons are up to their next uh, a lot of this. They, they pulled off crap in Haiti that's still being uncovered. Um, so, yeah, they've been involved in all of it. Afghanistan, Ukraine, Haiti, the Clinton Foundation, right in the middle of all this corruption. Absolutely. Uh, and for uh, everyone out there, including uh, the uh, uh, the person who dropped that last gold pill woke and walked i'm going to be going over the latest information from the uh russia revelations on these bio labs on monday on the show i'll be taking tomorrow off of course uh thank you to space coast patriot who says legitimate question is brian deaf uh, yes brian is deaf or at least has hearing loss brian do you have any level of hearing at all or or are you completely deaf 100 percent I'm mostly deaf, you know, like like the guy in the puts by with most with with only mostly dead. <laughs> mostly dead. I do hear a little bit. The hearing aids help, son. Okay. Know. All right. I'm mostly deaf. All right. And uh, R.C. Anderson, Dale Bursier, thank you very much. Uh, also, Space Coast Patriot says the Constitution is based on the Ten Commandments. And then also says, I live in Florida and I saw 2,000 mules. I am extremely pissed off. They stole our country. And then also says Dinesh warned us in Hillary's America. Dinesh has been sounding the alarm bells for quite some time. Uh, also, Bubbles, thank you. Elizabeth G. says, thank you, Brian Cates. And thank you to Zach. And then Space Coast Patriot says the people of Pennsylvania want Kathy. And then Ohio Kimmy dropped a cookie. Uh, so, Brian, at the end of the program, I always like to ask my guests, what would you would like our audience to take away most from our conversation tonight? Okay, after we took this, beat the text, five, about 10 seconds. No worries. <laughs> Write that out, okay. Well, what I think people most to take away from this conversation is um, you can't sit back. And people say, oh, oh, 
When are the local sheriffs going to get off their asses and start doing the job? When is our, my and county Ohio- board of supervisors kind of stopping doing, making all these insane rulings? Okay. We need local action. We need, we are the people we've been waiting for. We can stop realizing that somebody's not showing up on a white horse that's going to rescue us. We're going to have to do it ourselves. That's why we've got the network. We've got to, we've got to get out and get active in our communities. We slumbered for a long time, but now it's time for all of us to wake fully up and get involved at the local level. Our school boards, our county commissioner boards, um, you know, uh, who, a lot of people don't even know who their mayor is. They don't know who sits on their school board. They don't know who's on their uh, the county commission board. They don't know who these people are. Okay. And the biggest thing I want you to take away from this is that you need to now and learn who these people are. You need, you need to, you need to get active and let them know who you are because they've been doing things that you don't like. Okay. It's time for you to let them know that. And if necessary, you need to replace them. Okay. You need to get active and stop waiting for somebody else to do something about this. Absolutely. No, I, uh, I've echoed those, uh, those sentiments uh, for a very long time now. Don't forget, you can also become a precinct committeeman. Uh, but more than anything, it doesn't matter what role you take on. You have to get involved in this next election. Uh, the midterms coming up are going to be very, very important. And the only reason they were able to steal this so successfully in 2020 is because we allowed ourselves to be kicked out of those count rooms. We allowed ourselves to be replaced by Democrats uh, in uh, in the polling places. And our Republican Party did not show up with legal representation to, uh, uh, you know, to protect our interests on that day. If you're a lawyer, if you're somebody who has uh, anything you can offer on election day, you have to be there and you have to run for these offices and replace these people because they serve at our pleasure and they're not serving us. So it's time for us to become the leadership that we have been desperately wanting this entire time. I want to thank everyone for being here. Brian, I want to thank you most especially for joining us tonight. Please, everyone, go to the links below in the description. Subscribe to Brian Substack. Go to his website. Follow him on Truth Social and make sure you follow him on Telegram. Thank you once more for being here. Thank you, everybody in the audience, for supporting the show. Good luck and God bless. I'll see you Monday. Until then, good night. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough 
drew in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.